Awesome. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on uh, part three of our conversation with the, the legendary Keith Rosen. Um, <laughs> Mike? Can you hear me? Oh, there you go. I didn't hear you. We missed you. Got it. No, so, so great. We've had, you know, two great discussions already. We've talked about just the importance of coaching a part of our, our leadership style. We've talked about the sales process and how we should be coaching our customers. And today's conversation is going to dive into how we can better have greater time management skills, better own our day. And I think it's something that you know, everyone on this call deals with, no matter if you, no matter what department you're in, no matter if you're a leader, no matter if you are a sales rep or in game entertainment, whatever it might be, you know, we all have a full calendar every morning that we wake up, tons of meetings, tons of different priorities. Uh, so I think this conversation will be really relevant. So again- Mike, you just stressed the hell out of me, man, with all that pressure that you just threw on me there. I gotta say. But I guess it's just, you, it's just it's just you and I, man. It's just no one else is, you know, it's not like anyone else right now is watching this and multitasking. I can see you, not you. I can see other people multitasking. I can see you guys. Come on, let's be present here. It's one of the things we're going to work on. I promise it'll be worth your while. For the next hour, just put your phones down. Right. Sorry, buddy. No, no problem. That, I mean, I just love it. I love it. I, I block out so I can't see people just to keep being distracted. So it's, it's good you're keeping them honest. Um, but I, I want to take a step back. I know. So in 2016, you wrote a book entitled Own Your Day, How Sales Leaders Master Time Management, Minimize Distractions, and, and Create Their Ideal Lives. And so I'm curious before we dive in, just kind of what motivated you to write this book um, you know, compared to maybe some of the other books you've written? Ah, uh, okay. Now, I, I know we've spent several hours together, Mike. So if there's anything I say that sounds redundant or I already shared it, uh, it's not that I'm having a senior moment. It's just that I'm sharing it because everyone needs to hear it again. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so I just remember this was going back, gosh, um, probably 10 years before I even wrote that book. Uh, I was sitting on a panel discussion uh, and I was in New York uh, for uh, WCBS radio. And uh, it was me and three other authors. Joe Connolly was the moderator. Uh, long story short, question came to me from the audience, Keith, how do you manage your time? How do you manage your day? What's the best way to do it? And uh, rather than respond with strategies, I just turned to the audience and I asked everyone, uh, how many of you have heard uh, the expression time is money? And as you can imagine, every single hand went up. And I then asked everyone, well, how many of you manage your time like your money? In other words, if you're managing your money, chances are you manage it yourself, you have a money manager, financial planner, uh, maybe you keep it in your house and a safe under your pillow. In some way, we all manage our money. And of course, everyone in the audience raises their hand and said, yes, of course, Keith. And then I asked them, how many of you actually manage your time like you manage your money? In other words, how many of you here and in a room of a thousand senior leaders have a daily routine that from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, it details every specific activity you need to engage in, not only to move you closer to your personal and professional goals, but also to keep your life 
in balance and harmony. Not one hand went up. Wow. And that's when I realized, okay, it wasn't really on my radar to write a book on time management, but the fact yeah. is you can be the greatest salesperson in the world. You can be the greatest leader in the world. You, regardless of your position, acumen or tenure, you are losing an exponential amount of significance, joy, productivity, and balance without truly taking the time to own your day and just like you keep your money in your bank, your routine is where you invest and protect your time. Now, just to throw something out here, a routine as I define, you know, I say routine, people are like, oh man, that sounds so boring, so monotonous. Just remind me later to call all the adrenaline junkies out on this call, okay, Mike? <laughs> okay. So, hope that answered your first question. Yeah, sorry, I had a little no delay there. So, I'm, I'm curious of, how you got to that point though is that something that just came natural to you you were always conscious and intentional about your time and how you split it up is that something that oh, oh, oh. no 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 <laughs> listen yeah i always say you know what you teach what you need to learn got it okay <laughs> 30 years of coaching I'm really hoping I'm almost done with these lessons because you know I go through them so my clients don't have to go through the pain and suffering that I did. So right. nah, when, when I first started college, I was an adrenaline junkie, which we'll talk about. You know, I didn't really have any structure in my day. Like like most college kids or you know, young adults. I mean, my kids, I look at them and they're masters of their time at 15, 16. Uh, certainly wasn't my case like that. And and quite frankly, that still transcends to adults here. I, you know, I, there's less people I know that really have truly created the lifestyle and balance that they want, especially now when they're working remotely. There's so many less people that have that um, than have truly what, what everyone wants and what everyone talks about is I want more significance in my life. I want more meaning in my life. I need to take better care of myself. You know, I have to figure out right a way to honor all of my priorities and values, but ask people what and how they're going about doing it. Uh, nah, Keith, I tried that time blocking thing. It didn't work. That is, yeah. that is the last thing I'm going to talk to you guys about. Time blocking is one element that you can do. And I guarantee like a house of cards, it'll fail if you don't have the foundation. The three pillars of time management is not just strategy. It's strategy. It's communication, the language of time management. How do you protect your time? And it's the inner game of time management, which I know you mentioned you want to talk about later. Yeah, definitely. We're going to touch on all three of those. I, I, I love it. I, I want to start. I feel like a lot of this starts with that morning ritual, right? And yeah. I think for some people that might be a foreign concept. And so I'm curious for you, you know, how important is it to have a morning ritual? And, and then, you know, if you wanna maybe share a little bit about yours and how should one kind of approach developing one for themselves? Well, Mike, I, you know, you really teed it up perfectly before when you said, you know, we all, regardless of our role, regardless of how old we are, regardless of where we live, our tenure, experience, education, we all still experience universally the same emotions at some point or another. And right now, the dominant emotions we're feeling, as we've touched on, is fear, anxiety, like you said, stress, overwhelm, figuring out a way to still 
achieve the things you wanted before uh, and create and bring into your life before this you know horrific pandemic hit and and that's that sounds really really stressful and i know a lot of people out there are type a i'm sure if any of guests uh, I'm, I'm type a as well you know shocker there okay and uh when I go to sleep, my brain doesn't shut off. It, it will keep going. And when I wake up, I'll, I'll continue with the thought I went to sleep with. If I jump out of bed and go with my day, I can tell you right now, it'll be halfway through my day and I'll just say, what is wrong? What, why do I feel off? I, feel, I don't feel centered. I don't feel present. And many years ago, I realized it was, the question I asked myself is, well, Keith, what are you doing? to be present? What are you doing to center yourself? What are you doing every morning to ensure you're, you live every day with positive intention? And my morning routine, quite frankly, everyone is very simple, all right? And if you have 10 minutes every morning, I promise this will yield exponential benefits for you, not only personally, professionally, spiritually, in your health, vitality, and peace of mind, real simple. Before I get out of bed and I wake up, right? And I open my eyes and I turn to my, she's on the right side of the bed. So I turn to my beautiful wife and I, I say to myself, thank you. And whatever God you believe in, whatever power, whatever higher spirituality force doesn't matter. I say, thank you, God, that I have my beautiful, healthy wife, best mother in the world. Thank you, God, that I have my three beautiful, healthy, brilliant children downstairs. Thank you, God, that I have a house to live in. Thank you, God, that I have eyes to see. Thank you, God, that I have legs to walk and to go into my office. And actually, thank you, God, for allowing me to live my core values of making an impact every day in people's lives. And I do that before I even touch my computer. And then after I take my five minutes of gratitude, I go to my, my desk. And again, before I get my tea, before I boot up my computer, I sit in my chair, 50 deep breaths. 50 deep breaths, it's, it's finite and you can count. It's 50 deep breaths. Could be five minutes long, might take you 10 minutes. Not gonna take you longer than that. I guarantee you, if you do this, you will be emailing me and texting me because you have my email and you have my mobile number and if not, I'll share it with you later again and thanking me because that with all the things that are coming at us professionally and personally pulling at us in a million directions, when are you taking the time, the universal you, when are you taking the time to make yourself the priority? And it starts with how you open your, how you start your day in the morning. It sets the tone for the rest of the day. And it's even more, I think, relevant now that a lot of us are working from home and so there's this tendency that you just roll out of bed right into your laptop and just get going right so kind of being that intentional and, and that expressing gratitude taking the deep breaths to center yourself like that will impact your performance in a great way so and, and it will also impact others and and you know again it's it's just part of your routine it's part of what you do every day uh, and if you and if you don't take that time to acknowledge what you have it's only when it's taken away from you when you deeply appreciate it so having that 5 minutes of gratitude you know you you want to be 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 grateful for what we have here 
not not regretting what was taken away from us. Love it. I love it. I, I want to dive into kind of those three pillars that you mentioned around time management. And mm -hmm. the first one you said was around strategy, right? And, and so I'm curious of what that looks like for you. I, I know we talk a lot about goal setting and, and there's to-do lists. You know, there's different ways that people try to prioritize all the things that they might have to do. Um, so I'm curious of just you know, what you found to be successful in terms of just the strategic part of like organizing my day. Got it. Got it. Now, uh, Mike, how much have we talked about the personal navigation system? We've not touched it yet. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and just to start real quick with the inner game, all right, we, the first thing we need to do is, and it's a question I ask every client, what's your relationship with time? Relationship with time. No one's have, no one has probably ever asked you that question before. My relationship with time. What do you even mean by that? Well, do you have a healthy relationship or a toxic relationship? Does time enhance you or does time consume you? Are you always honoring the clock? Are you always trying to beat the clock and you know the clock always wins? So we need to upgrade our relationship with time. So we're not fighting it. We're not trying to beat it. It becomes our adversary. And that's the first thing. The second thing is we have to realize the time management. And again, being an author, a very literal person, you can't manage your time. You can't control time. You can't put it on pause or speed it up or rewind it. What you can manage and what you have 100 control over is yourself. So it's shifting from time management to pure self-management. Uh, managing your inner game, managing the, the actions and the activities that, that you have control over every day, and also managing the conversations you have to protect your time and ensure that you're balancing all of your priorities and achieving what you need to do every day while still supporting others. And here's the big caveat, without it coming at cost to you. So when we talk about the personal navigation system, and it's um, basically, and I can shoot everyone a slide, just send me an email, send it to everyone. Um, it's sort of like, you know, you pick up your phone and I want to drive from New York to uh, Pennsylvania. All right. So plug in the coordinates, uh, the, you know, the app takes me to where I want to go in the least amount of time, uh, least amount of effort, the simple path. In life, we have our own personal navigation system. And the navigation system we have is ideally supposed to provide us with the direction, the North Star, the guiding light that will take us to our desired destination, i.e. Our, our best life, our ideal life. Well, the problem is when you don't have a personal navigation system, it's sort of like, you know, you're wandering around, you're getting in a car and you're, you're driving around hoping you'll hit your destination with a blindfold on. And even if you don't know what your destination is, then how do you know when you achieve it? Right. So your personal navigation system is, is really the holistic approach that really helps you own your day. It's nothing else out there that really takes such a coaching comprehensive approach. So the first thing, and I'm gonna laser this for everyone because uh, I have a really special announcement for everyone who stays on the call. You have, you're gonna have to stay on the call. I promise it will be worth your time. Super special announcement later, okay? Uh, you call that a tease. That's like a it. little tease, just a little, a little one. Stay tuned. So when you're looking at your personal navigation system, the first thing I ask clients is this. Do you have a personal vision? The response I typically get is, what's a personal vision? 
And then, then I'll ask them, well, do you have value-based goals? Well, let's say, Keith, I don't even have goals, let alone I don't know what you mean by value-based goals, okay? Have you identified your core values? I'm really not sure what you mean by that, Keith. So this can go, this can start with companies that they talk about their core values, they, call, they talk about their vision statement. And I always get a kick out of, uh, when I go into companies who I all love and and and, and uh, admire dearly, and inevitably I'll walk into the company. I might be sitting in the lobby, uh, and at some, you know, most of the companies I'll turn. I'll actually look for it. And I'll say, okay, where is it? Where is it? Uh, there is their vision statement on the wall. It's over there. Oh, and there are their core values beautifully painted on the wall. There they are. Some of the teams out there also know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've been in your offices and you have this beautiful, beautiful portrait of your core values and your vision. Mind-blowingly fantastic, super overwhelming and inspiring. And then I will ask you, are you living these every day? Yeah. Because the fact is, if they were, Mike, I'd be out of a job. Because all the vision statements I see talk about we want to develop a culture of individuality and diversity and being able to tap into people's, you know, personal goals and values and talents and strengths so that we can collaboratively build a holistic, healthy, thriving culture where everyone has a sense of purpose and passion and they come to work every day feeling inspired and feeling like they're making an impact. First of all, that's not Pollyannic. That is possible. Okay, and, and of course it's possible when leaders start transforming into great coaches, but again, as we talked about, that's not enough. Because, you know, we've heard that expression, what's your why? Okay, what's your why, what's your why? Now, first of all, people, what the hell does that even mean? It's my why, okay? Well, before we even go into the why, what's your who is the more important question. What's your who? How can you establish your why if you don't know what your who is first, it's sort of like, how can you become a critical thinker if you don't become a critical questioner first? Because questions precede line of thinking. Sorry to digress. So here we go, back to the vision statement. As we talked about with companies, human beings need to develop their own vision statement. Uh, less than 1% of clients I know have a personal vision statement. So uh, what is a personal vision statement? It's basically a snapshot of your ideal life, okay? If I gave you a palette and all the colors on the palette and I say, paint the masterpiece called your life, what would it look like? Finances, career, relationships, family, location, spirituality, friendship, extreme self-care, adventure, hobby, vacation, we can go every single level of all the things that encapsulate our life that we can actually make an indelible mark in. But it starts by first visualizing what is it that I even want? Otherwise, we start going through the motions of life without the emotion in life. So your vision is what's going to jazz you. It's what's going to get you out of bed every day. You know, part of my vision is every day to wake up and make an impact with people, whether it's one person, whether it's a stranger, whether it's having the fantastic opportunity to work with all the great leaders and all the teams here. If I do that every day, I feel inspired. I feel like I'm living my vision. Part of my vision is also having, having 
proactively take it, made a choice to design my career around my life, not my life around my career, which unfortunately most people fall victim to. Right. And I also want, before we even go into the strategy for those listening here, I also want to make sure that this is more important than ever to reinvent how you're living and managing your life now that our entire routine has changed now working remotely okay so the first thing we need to do is establish our vision what is our guiding light what is our north star then after that okay well here's my vision this is what i want well what are my priorities in life what are my core values you ask me my family my three children making a difference making an impact every single day okay those are my priorities those are my core values but i also have other values i value connection i value adventure i certainly value music i value as you can see shocker there i value extreme self-care and by the way i value music not because i feel it's a gift i give myself because i truly feel it's a gift you give to others as well i value creativity i value love you know i value i, I value people i value cultures and travel and you know these are the things as you can see you know i'm getting excited just saying that and that's what i want for everyone on this call to, when i ask you what are your core values to be able to say keith these are my core values this is when i live this this is when i'm fully self-expressed as a human being this is when i'm at my top of my game and all you leaders and all you salespeople out there how are you going to be on top of your game if you're not taking care of this part of your life yourself there's no more line between personal and professional. This is life. So now you know your values. Now you have your priorities. What do you do next? You pull your goals out, okay? Because most people set the wrong goals, Mike. Most people set what I call a should-based goal. Well, I want to be really successful. I'm a new rep. I'm looking around who the best rep is, most successful rep. I see they're working seven days a week. So I guess I should do that as well. Wait a second. One of my core values is self-care, personal time, having that time with my family and my friends. Well, if you create that should-based goal, you are going to feel off every single time you're trying to attain it because you're compromising your priorities and values in pursuit of a goal. Conversely, if you set a value-based goal based on your values, based on who you are, based on your priorities, now the process of goal attainment becomes practically effortless because you're enjoying the process. Well, now let's bring it all down. We have our goal. Well, what's the strategy? What's the strategy to achieve the goal? Uh, I have a goal of uh, hitting an income goal. I have a sales goal at the end of the year, a quote I have to hit. Okay, great. What's my strategy to achieve that? Is it social media, cold calling, networking, uh, doing public speaking events? What is it? Okay, strategy. What, what, what goes after strategy? Well, okay, how do I execute that strategy? What are the actions I need to take every day that will align with the strategy, which will move me to my goal? And actions could be what? Every day spend X amount of time on personal and professional development. Every day spending time uh, coaching my peers, my customers, um, my team. Every day spending time really making sure you're doing one thing a day to honor your core value, just one, to keep your life in integrity and in check. These are the activities. Now, here it is. 
where do the activities live in your routine? Yeah. All roads go back to time management. So if you want to create a great life, schedule one. That's the, that is, and again, what I share with you in five minutes, take some time to develop and go yeah. through. Uh, and it really helps if you have a coach and someone to guide you. Uh, and, and I know one of the things that I often talk about with, with managers is uh, there's a lot, there's several misses when they're coaching. It's not even in front of their line of vision. It's one thing coaching assumptions. Uh, it's another thing coaching fear, coaching yeah. confidence, some of the things we touched on before. Um, but it's another thing to coach time management. And I have yet to run into anyone whose manager ever coached them on time management. Right. Forgetting about they know how to coach. Yeah. And the reason why is it's pretty obvious. It's because we all struggle with it. We all struggle with it. So, uh, and, we, and we believe, and this is the inner game, we believe we can't control our day. We believe that we will continue to live in a constant state of reaction because everything and everyone will always dominate the things that we want. Well, then at what point do you live your life? Okay. I always find it interesting, Mike, that people are really, really good. And having worked with so many of the teams and what a phenomenal experience to work with all the great leaders, you know, every, every manager I've ever met with any of the teams in any of the leagues I've worked with, they're so passionate about not only sport, but they're so passionate about the sport of, of people, the sport of supporting people, the sport of coaching and developing people. And uh, it, it, that in and of itself, you know, what, 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 if, what, what would be possible? They could harness that, you know, and, and really put that in, you know, to their routine and living that every single day. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's when we're constantly pulled in different directions, we feel we don't have the opportunity to take ownership of our life. But that's, hey, that's, that's that right there. That's a lie you tell yourself. Yeah. That's a diversionary tactic. Well, Keith, you don't understand my job. Okay. I don't have time. I got meeting, 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 meeting. Uh, you know, I got this, and then I'm called over here, and then I got to put out fires. Hey, it's sort of like I tell managers, man. Listen, if you tell me you don't have time to coach, that means you're never coaching. Yeah. Okay. And and same with salespeople, coaching your customers, coaching your peers. So you know, again, you know, these are the things that selling more efficiently, coaching more efficiently, having the acumen for that. It's still, when are you doing it? When are you building it into your routine so you can live with intention? It, it sounds like, you know, a lot of this is built around the habits that you develop for yourself. So, and it sounds a bit to me kind of where people may fall, similar to, a, let's say, a New Year's resolution where you might start off with all of these things that you say you're going to do and you're going to be better at this and start this. And then by February, you you're, forgot them all, right? So in terms of like us having these habits and maybe setting out to say, you know what, I'm going to have this as my routine. I'm going to have this as my day that I, I structure things and every day I'm going to do it this way. Then maybe that person slips and kind of falls off track or, you know, how do we break those habits and, and maintain the consistent habits that you speak of? So I may ask you to repeat that question because I just yeah. wanted to finish a thought that I wanted yeah. to finish before to bring it home, which I is I always find it interesting, Mike, that as human beings, and this is when I was speaking, um, you know, from my heart about my experiences working with all the great teams and leaders is we're always so good at, at honoring the commitments we make for others. But when it comes to making the commitments to ourselves, 
we kind of fell, fell, fell short of that. And, you know, and if you look at that conversely as well, if you're not honoring the commitments to yourself and if you're not taking care of yourself, then how are you going to take care of others? So I just wanted to bring that home uh, to, to, your, to your next question. Uh, hit me with it again. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And that also draws me to another one. We'll get back to the other one. But I think a lot of that is also in kind of our self, our self-assessment, right? right? And being honest with ourselves on things that we need to improve. And I think sometimes we might make excuses for ourselves or give ourselves reasons why we can't do it this way or why we can't be more organized. Um, you know, how do we avoid kind of bringing back around the question, the creating the good habits that lead to everything you mentioned and kind of avoiding some of the bad habits that hurt our productivity? Sure. Well, it sounds like there's a couple of things there. It's a little about uh, coaching the inner game uh, as well as, as being strategic. So, uh, and, and you know, when it when it comes to, and I really wanted to tackle that other question you said, because it's, it's, it's started percolating in my mind. So uh, you asked me about the New Year's resolutions. So I want to yeah. go back to that question. Then we'll go to this question here. New Year's resolutions, uh, personally, I don't really make them because re resolution means you're resolving something, you're fixing something. I'm not looking to fix anything and neither is anyone on this, this call because no one here is broken, okay? Right. So what we're really looking to do is renew and, and take a proactive approach to design, keyword, design the life you wanna live by intention. So, and when, when I'm working with clients, the first thing, the first thing they have to realize is, is that they're control over the day, okay? Um, in, in terms of starting, you know, it's sort of like you, like you said, you go to the gym, you know, it's January, gym is packed right yeah. come march you know it's like half of the people are gone right you know they came with good intentions but why what happened what happened well number one it wasn't baked in their routine number two they didn't empower their routine to hold them accountable and the one thing about being accountable and owning your routine and owning your calendar is if you don't have the appointment you don't have the commitment so you know Countless clients have said, Keith, you know, yeah, I'm hiring you to help me on sales or leadership or life balance, uh, career development, personal brand. But, you know, I'm really struggling with taking care of myself. And the first question I'll ask is, well, do you have it scheduled in your calendar? Yeah. And inevitably, the answer is no. Well, if it's not scheduled in your calendar, do you, when do you really think it's going to happen? It's like when I tell managers, if, you know, if you, if you care enough about your people, that means you're coaching them. And if you're not coaching them straight up, you don't care. That's Wait a second, there's that impromptu coaching, but then there's the scheduled coaching. And how about the peer-to-peer -peer coaching that every manager needs to do together to, to reinforce and get the coaching they need and to build their skills? And I'll tell managers, you know as well as I do, if you don't have the appointment in your calendar to coach each other, you don't have the commitment. It will not happen. So here's a really cool fundamental shift that I want to share with people to really change their mindset. There's 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 to do's, there's tasks, okay, there's projects, and then there's lifestyle. And when many met when many clients send me their goals, they'll say, okay, Keith, here are my goals. Um, I want to get in better shape. I want to make this much money. I want to get a promotion by X. Um, I need to build a certain team of, uh, you know, top performing salespeople, uh, whether my personal goals, professional goals, want to buy a new house, whatever they are. 
Okay. So he, this is, these are their goals. These are their goals. Now let's look at the goals that they share buying a house. Okay. That's a pretty major decision, often a massive expense, not something you're doing every day. You know, maybe you do it once in your life, maybe twice. Okay. Now let's talk about the other goal they shared with me. Well, Keith, I want to get in really good shape. I want to, I want to be healthy. I want to lose weight. Okay. Well, is that really a goal? And I'll ask a client. So when you lose the weight and when you get in the shape you want, are you going to go back to eating fast food and stop working out and taking care of yourself? And they say, of course not. I say, so that's not a goal. That's a lifestyle. I say, well, what do you mean? Keith, I'm getting confused. Wait, a goal, specific, measurable, finite, has an endpoint. Lifestyle, something you want to maintain. It's the style of life you want to maintain every single day. So a goal, I want to have a great relationship with my parents and my children. So what? You're going to hit it and then say, ah, forget about it. No, you want to maintain that in your life. So that is not a goal. That's a lifestyle. And, you know, and it might sound silly, but I even have call parents in my calendar. And it's yeah. not that I forget about them. It's that sometimes the day gets away from you and say, like, oh, my gosh, I got to call my parents. Why? Because I know it brings them joy. So I'll do that. But I'll have it in my calendar. Little things like that. Um, but that's 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 not that's not a goal. That's a lifestyle. Spending time with my family, spending time with my wife, going to the gym, kickboxing. It's part of my life, lifestyle. Coaching, it's, it's part of my anatomy. It's my lifestyle. It's not a goal. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I'm also self-confessed, live by calendar guy that will make notes to, you know, call your mom, check in with your <laughs> friend, write thank you know, to this person. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. But I'm um, one thing I wanted to touch on, you know, I, I think there's times where we have the best intentions and we may have control and the unexpected comes up or, you know, the fire drill happens, right? And, you know, it, how do you, how can we better kind of prepare ourselves to manage those unplanned things that come up so that it doesn't just throw our entire day for a loop and keep us off track? Real simple, plan for the unplanned. Next question. No, I'm just kidding. So, real simple. This is a mathematical equation, okay? Uh, and this is the reason why most people will come to me and say, Keith, I've tried to develop somewhat of a routine. I've tried to build out some type of structure in my calendar, but it never worked. And when I would ask them, well, when you say it never worked, how do you mean? They would say, well, Keith, you know, I would try to get it done, but things would always come up. Right. Things would always throw me off my best intentions. And my response is, well, it sounds like you're not planning for externalities. Well, what's an externality? An externality is any external force that typically flies under our radar that unless we had a crystal ball to see the future, we couldn't even see these things coming. So it could be anything like as simple as you drive it and work, get a flat tire, or God forbid you wake up and you're sick, or God forbid your children are sick. Uh, or all of a sudden you get a call from a client, you think everything's going well, there's an emergency, you gotta drop everything. Maybe it's with a staff person, maybe a peer, maybe an employee, okay? Anything that is going to happen, they're like, wow, I didn't see that coming, but I have to deal with it. The next question I ask managers is, okay, throughout your day, take an average, how much time do you invest in these externalities every day? You don't have a choice, you have to handle them. 
So how much time do they consume out of your day? And you know, I've heard everything from Keith my whole day to Keith five hours to three hours, two hours. So let's let's go off, you know, for the sake of this example, let's say two hours. Yeah. So you have two hours of externalities that you know are going to eat up your day no matter what you do. Just life getting in the way. And you tell me, though, you work a 10-hour day. So most people who work a 10-hour day will try to plan for 10 hours. But wait a second. What about the two hours of externalities that are going to show up inevitably? So do the math now. If you have a 10-hour workday and you have two hours of externalities every day, how many hours do you actually have to plan for? Eight. What do most people do? Plan for 10. Here's your choice. You can say, Keith, you don't understand. I need that 10 hours. Okay, get up early and work later. Okay, which I don't want you to do. Or if you do that, and I promise you, you'll set yourself up a failure at the end of the day and you'll beat yourself up and make yourself wrong. Or you could honor how much time you truly have every day. And at the end of the day, pat yourself on the back and actually feel accomplished that you got everything done without a sacrifice to you. Love it. I think it's something where, you know, it's simple things that I, I've tried to do lately is that, you know, I'll block off time with my calendar of nothing, of just, hey, I want to like get stuff done just so that no one can fill it in and, and add different meetings, right? Sometimes you just have to be intentional about creating the space to get things done that you love it. So I, I want to talk a little bit, uh, switching gears a little bit, just to speak to kind of the current situation a lot of our reps and leaders are living in, kind of working remotely, right? And, and that might, you know, even the best of kind of routines could get thrown for a loop in this new environment. And so, you know, you have a bit of experience in this space, and I'm wondering just how can we create an effective remote workplace? Any tips there for, for the folks? How much time do we have? Uh, well, and, and again, I, I, I've been taking notes of some things that I want to make sure everyone, I, sh I share some of these resources because what I'm about to share, I actually have as a template and make it super easy. Everyone just go to my website, KeithRosen.com. I think, I think it might be maybe 10, 10 articles uh, prior to the initial, the first, the one that's recently out. Uh, and it's really about how you can help your team develop a healthy, thriving uh, and productive remote workplace while keeping their life in balance. And it's not only something that you want to have a conversation with your, your team about, it's a conversation you want to have with yourself. It's a conversation you want to have with your family. Because after all, they're all there now. And hopefully everyone feels that's a really good thing. Uh, so what does this sound like? And I'm going to paraphrase right now. It's first we need to enroll people in having this conversation, setting positive intent. So, uh, Mike, if you were one of my you know, top people, regardless, I would be calling you and saying, hey, Mike, listen, you got a few minutes. And I want to talk to you about something that hopefully we can uh, work on together to make sure that you feel established, comfortable, uh, connected and supported, even though we're all working remotely. And then I would say, listen, what I want for you is to feel that even though with all these changes and how much uncertainty is going on, you still feel confident, you still feel that you have a sense of purpose, you still feel a focus and you have a direction of what you need to do, not only to achieve what you want to in, in your career and at your job, but also maintain that sense of, of, of balance and health and, and joy uh, in your life. So. Uh, I was hoping we can we can talk through and collaborate on maybe some ideas that we could both help each other out. Are you open to having that conversation? 
setting positive yeah. intent. Then I would go into, well, tell me, how has this transition been for you? What did you think was easy, was going to be easy, that, that was actually harder than you thought? What did you envision was going to be difficult that was actually easier than you thought? How are you currently turning off at the end of the day? How are you setting boundaries at work and at life in the same physical environment? How are you setting boundaries with your family when you're working? How are you still honoring your personal uh, goals and taking and self-care? So just these are some, even to be honest as a manager, how can I how can I best support you as a manager in this new environment so that you don't feel isolated, but you still feel supported and connected with me, the team, and the company? And those are just a handful of, of questions that people aren't asking, Mike. Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. I want to expound on one piece that you mentioned around self-care. And, and I'm sure everyone's familiar with the phrase. And I'm curious of just your thoughts around how important is it? I, I don't know that we we prioritize it enough. I, I think even myself, I can be better in that space, but curious of just your thoughts on self-care and how it can impact our not only our work, but our life. I'll make it real simple for everyone. Self-care is non-negotiable. And I'll take it another step further because my job is to challenge people to achieve more than they thought was possible is to practice extreme self-care. Now, as a coach, I take it very personally that I believe the best coaches can't take someone where they haven't been themselves. So that means I need to be a model for people, whether it's finances or career or, or life balance or relationships, uh, health, well-being, time management. Uh, I, I take that to heart. So I have my own regimen that it's, it's non-negotiable. And the part that's helped me is that Listen, everyone knows the work is going to keep coming, the emails, the texts, added responsibilities at home, uh, at work. The way you can truly honor self-care and make your routine, your self-care routine, whatever that looks like, meditation, taking a walk, uh, walking the dog, taking a walk with your, your family or significant other, uh, running, uh, weight training, kickboxing, hot, hot yoga, whatever it is, playing sports. Um, Pretend that time doesn't exist in your calendar anymore. So when I start my day at about five o'clock and I go till about, let's say six o'clock, okay? And you know, that's my 13 hour day. In there, there is two solid hours that do not exist. When my clients try to schedule a call, when, when, when uh, prospects or new organizations jump on my calendar, they wanna schedule a call with me to talk about rolling out, uh, developing a, a remote coaching initiative, uh, that time is always blocked out. Yeah. It's my time. I chose to make that my time. And you wanna know what? Life will continue and the work will come. But if we don't make a conscious decision, then I will ask everyone who's on this call now, when are you gonna make the change? I love it. I, I would love those that are listening, you know, maybe utilize the chat function, write in just some of the ways that you practice self-care. Uh, let, let's see just what people are doing, whether it's the yoga, reading, going for walks, uh, definitely important, so great to there. Uh, one thing you mentioned a lot is kind of mastering that, that inner game. And, and I want to take a minute just to make sure that everyone's clear on 
kind of what that means and, and understand that mindset to approach their own life with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> the inner game to me is who you are when you're fully self-expressed as a human being. Ooh, bike rides. I'm a massive, massive mountain biker. Whoever said that, whoever sent the mountain biking thing, you just totally threw me off. I, I hope I'm not going to gross out anyone, but I had a little uh, fight with a mountain bike. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, this is two weeks old already. Clearly the, the mountain bike won. Uh, but if anyone saw the wipeout, you would have been really, really impressed. Totally <laughs> off-road. I was wearing my helmet. So well, it's a good story out of it, you know. Well, it's always a good story, Mike. It's always a good story. Anyway, so uh, uh, back back to your point: the, the inner game, the inner game. It, you know, it, I think it starts by making a decision to make yourself and your life your priority. And you know, when I tell people the first thing you need to do to truly create the life you want is you have to be selfish. And people are like, "Whoa, I'm not selfish. I don't want to be selfish. Oh, I love gardening as well. Just did that yesterday." Nanette, you guys are just doing really cool things. I'm like, I do that, and I do that, and I do that. And now I'm getting <laughs> Thanks a lot. Put the training wheels back on. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'll tell you what. You come to my house. I'll give you a bike. Y'all take a bike, and we'll see who finishes that trail, okay? Uh, uh, so... <laughs> I hope we're having fun here, not to digress. No, but, this is uh, great. This is great. <laughs> so, you know, the inner game to me is making the choice to put your life first. It's to be selfish. You have to be selfish. And I don't mean selfish as in uh, self-centered, as in ego-centered, as in only focused on you. I'm talking about selfish as in self-care, okay? And and I I... I I spend a lot of time, uh, and I will continue to do this on, 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 until I'm off this planet, really helping people understand that life balance is not, it's, it's not a dream. It's not a pipe dream. It's possible. Most people don't know how to do it. I will guarantee you, Mike, if there's one person on this call who ever heard of a personal navigation system, I'm going to hire you as my coach, okay? <laughs> I, I created it, and, and that is the, that is... I have given everyone right now the keys to the castle, the keys to designing a life you want and modeling it for other people. Okay, so this isn't only about you now. What are you modeling for others? What are you modeling for the people at work? What are you modeling for your employees? What are you modeling for your family and your children? Because they're learning from you, right? And if you're running around, right, and it's constant state of reaction, uh, that's what they're gonna be doing. You know, and before I forget, Please, out there, I know some of you, you're adrenaline junkies, all right? And you can't live a life based on adrenaline. You need to tap into a healthier energy source, okay? The healthier energy source is momentum. We are all adrenaline junkies, okay? We often learn it from school or college. Uh, everyone self-reflect. Have you ever cramped for a test and pulled it off? The next day, hey, that's great. You ever, you ever uh, write a paper the night before it was due? I know I did, but what do we learn? We learn that we can pull it off. And that's a really bad lesson because then we take it into our work environment and we think we could wait until the last minute to get things done. So I'm gonna throw out a few questions to everyone now. And I have to also have this on my website, uh, the Adrenaline Assessment. So just take a second to reflect on some of these questions. 
Number one, does the idea of boredom scare you? By the way, there is a Zen proverb, boredom is the gateway to inner peace. I don't know about you. I don't remember the last time I was bored, Mike. What was the last? Gee, I got nothing to do. I would love to be bored. <laughs> I've got a schedule boredom. <laughs> uh, uh, number two, do, do uh, you have a handful of unfinished tasks on your plate? Number three, does the idea of solving problems, um, th do you thrive on that? Does that jazz you? Do you have a difficult time saying no? Are you a yesaholic and you often overcommit? Do you often wait to get the last thing, uh, wait until the last minute to get things done? These are just some signs that if you answer yes to one of those questions, welcome to the party, you're an adrenaline junkie. And the only way I was able to put this together is because I'm a recovering one myself. Yeah. But the problem with adrenaline is now that people know this, Mike, they're going to realize when they work off adrenaline, the highs are high, but then you crash and it comes at an expense to your hearts, your bodies, your mind, and your soul. And there's a lot of people that have been taught say yes to everything, right? You know, figure it out later, but just. Excuse me, Xavier, I'm in, dude. <laughs> it's on my list to uh, skydive. I've done a lot of cool things, bungee jumping, flu planes, you know, race cars. I haven't jumped out of a plane yet. So ping me, you got my mobile number, let's schedule it. I got a place right here, half hour away from me in Farmingdale, we could do it. So oh, don't be a stranger. Good luck to you guys. <laughs> no, I think it's, um, I, I wanna give a bit of homework to everyone that's listening. Um, and, and you've mentioned a lot of kind of great things that I'm not sure everyone's currently doing, right? And so you mentioned even kind of understanding what your core values are, right? You know, what, what your routine might be. So I wanna, you know, kind of throw out some challenges to, to the group. And I, and I want you to kind of maybe let us know first and foremost that maybe the important ones to do, but would you say the first thing is figuring out what your own personal values are? Is that kind of the first step? You know, Mike, I, I, um, if I felt strongly about this, I would say it. Uh, the first step really is about creating your vision under okay. each area of your life. You know, as we talked about before, um, from there, what what I noticed is it becomes easier for people to look at their vision and recognize their values are floating all in their vision. So when they say things like, you know, I want to have a loving, trusted, uh, committed relationship with my friends, my family, my coworkers, my my customers. So what's the value in there? Well, it's it's what connection, um, loyalty, uh, making an impact, um, seeking to serve others. So as you go through that, you know, oh, I want to be someone who takes care, um, you know, that I get to play golf with my dad, which I did uh, a few days ago, and he still schooled me. Guy's 85 years old. Not only does he school me every time, but he walks. I don't know about you guys. I like to take the car. Okay, I like to oh, take, wow. you know, yeah. and, and you know, I like to take that. And he's like, we're walking. He's like 50 feet ahead of me. I'm like <laughs> running after him, and I think I'm in good shape. So God bless the guy. Um, where were we before? I was just, uh, I got sidetracked. The personal vision is kind of first, right? Personal yeah. vision. Then you're going to pull out your values. As I said before, if you're someone that is like, I want to practice extreme self-care, that means you are someone who values self-care. It's part of your value. If you're someone that loves to paint and loves to create and likes to create new campaigns for your clients and new marketing approaches and do more creative uh, prospecting, 
Well, it sounds like one of your values is innovation and creative creativity and wanting to serve. So you'll find you'll pull your values out from your vision. And then from your vision, you're like, okay, now I want goals. What are the goals that are most important to me? And this is when, when you finally break it down, this is when your vision, your, your, your routine is in essence a snapshot or the map of your ideal life that you're really living, not in 10 years, not in 20 years, but every day. Because some of the things that you have it, that you have in your vision are actually in your life today. So if I say, I want to have a healthy relationship with my clients, my friends, my family, I want to make a difference. I'm fortunate to have that now, yeah. but it's still part of my vision because I want to live and hold my vision. Am I being clear on that? Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that's a good, you know, homework assignment for everyone to dive in. I, I look at it as four things, you know, first defining what your vision is from there, pulling out the, your values. Right. And then identifying your goals. And then what's the, the routine that's going to get to that piece. So I think a great homework assignment going into the weekend. Um, do you have any final, final thoughts, final words for, for the group to, to leave with this today? I, I might be able to find a couple. I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm often short of uh, something to say, Mike. Uh, I, I, I want to build off what you said. Um, Please, everyone, and I'm talking to my perfectionist friends out there, whether you've owned it or not, there is no such thing as a perfect routine. Okay? Life gets in the way. If you create your routine and you email me or text me and say, Keith, I created my routine first draft. I only honored it 5%. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to text you and I'm going to say congratulations because it's 5% more efficient, productive, and 5% more closer to you living the life you want and then it's 10 percent, and then it's 20 and by the time my clients or anyone here gets to about 70 to 80 percent with the bell curve you're you are living your ideal life you know and and uh I, please everyone know that if you have any questions on this you know you have my mobile number you have my email kr uh, at keith rosen dot com uh, don't be a stranger. Mike, is now a good time to uh, launch my special announcement for everyone, the ones who hung in here? Yeah, I think everyone's, they've stuck with us for this this, this hour. I think now is a good time. Okay. Uh, well, before I forget, you asked me about some quick final thoughts. I will share this with everyone. Your routine influences your actions. Your actions shape your results. Your results determine your success. So if you truly want to create a great life, schedule one. You know? So building off that, some of you are thinking, Keith, what can I do next? Mike shared some ac action steps that you can take. I've shared with you with all these resources that you can get and, and how do you create your vision and how do you identify your values and, and how do you develop the inner game and how do you protect your time uh, in conversation? Is everyone ready for this? For the next 72 hours, I am giving everyone my own your day, time management, personal productivity course to create your ideal life. My online course, I'm giving it to everyone for the next 72 hours for free. Wow. For free. For all my friends at the NBA, WNBA, 
all my friends, uh, friends today, friends I will develop tomorrow, go to, go to leadershipacademy.com. I created it just for you guys. Leadershipacademy.com. If you have any problems, text me or email me. When you go to leadershipacademy.com, you will see a special section in there with your logos that says, click on this link. It has a special hidden code for you to go to Udemy, sign up and take my, I think it's $300 for free. Okay. You get lifetime access. You can ping me. You can ask me questions. Only thing you need to do is just sign up for a free Udemy account. So I hope everyone's like, whoa, Keith, that's so cool. I hope you feel that way because really what I truly want to give you is the gift of a great life. And I promise you, if you go through this course and you have me as your coach through this process, you will end with a certificate, not of completion. You will end with a certificate of how to live your best life. And that's truly what I want for everyone on this call. So I, the only thing I ask is if you're going to register for the course, pay it forward. And what I mean by that is if you felt the course really impacted you personally, I don't care if you text me and say, Keith, you're cool. You suck, but your content was great. Give a good review so that other people know that this could really impact their lives as well. It's a great way to help um, passively be yet proactively impact other people's lives as well. So that's all I ask you to do is just, just let people know that this is something that could help them as well. So I hope you enjoy the course, everyone. You got 72 hours before it goes back to its regular price. Awesome. And we'll follow up with, with an email to everyone on the call just so that they have that link and can take advantage. Uh, Keith, I got to say, I got to thank you for not only extending that opportunity for everyone, but spending time with us over these three conversations. I, I really believe you helped our, our entire league and NBA family uh, across all three leagues get better over these three calls. So, so thank you so much for your time. Oh, man. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, if you missed any of the previous conversations, feel free to go on to the playbook. Well, all three of these conversations and, and all of the rest of our Team Bo Talks live. Um, if there's anything that I can do, feel free to reach out to me or Amy Ray. If not, have a great weekend. Stay safe and healthy. And we will see everyone soon. Thank you all. Big shout.